mate. Back for another week. Uh, hopefully you tuned into the review of last weekend. Obviously had the party shirt on. We're pretty excited, me and Jacko. We'd had a pretty good week. So, but look, one good week. It's a bit like cricket, the punning game. You can be you get a hundred not out one week, and then the following week you can get bold first rock. So, we're hoping to make another hundred because that's what we did last week. And look, it's Super Saturday. It's exciting. It's a ripping meeting at the New Market in the Australian Cup. A few good horses getting around. Jacko, how are you feeling about the weekend ahead, mate? I feel good, mate. We're going to have the bat pad nice and tight this week. Um, obviously, last week was very successful. We're happy with that. Um, just straight through the line this week, mate. Not going to muck around with too much. And J-Mac goes south as well for a few good rides, which is exciting. Yeah, um, I, definitely. I love when these, these jockeys travel around and they take good rides. It just changes a few things. At rough, and it means a few Sydney jockeys get, get their opportunity as well, which is great. Um, we're going to start at Flemington. We're going to start it down in Melbourne and we're going to get straight into it. We're keen on a few down there, so I'm looking forward to sort of dissecting a couple with you. We'll start at race three, which is the Moomba Plate. It's over 1,100. Um, this Waller horse, Zarastro, 550 into 350 already with Froggy knew it. I think it was his birthday yesterday. So if you're listening, Froggy, happy birthday for the other day, mate. Um, Gimme par next line, four bucks. General Bow, My New Mo Uno, Lloyd's Crown and Crystal Bound. Jackson, I'm really keen on one in this race, and it goes by the name of Crystal Bound. It's first up, two from two first up, Marin Eustace, Johnny Allen. And guess what? We get 15 bucks. Um, so I'm pretty keen. Did you have an opinion on the race? or I didn't have a firm opinion. Um, I, I do concede that Gimme Par is definitely a chance, and I think you just got to play at that price for sure. Um, building a nice little record, this horse. I thought first up was a pass mark in there behind Kalos. General Bow came out of that race as well, so... There's enough form there to suggest he's going to run well. For sure. Um, I think it's definitely probably out of the horses in the market, it's the one I like. But I just can't let Crystal Bound go around at 15, 16 bucks. I've already had a little piece early. Um, I think they've figured out that this horse goes really well fresh. Obviously, last preparation had a nice little prep. So looking forward to seeing how it comes back. 57 and a half, in form stable. Happy enough there. We, we go to race five, which is the Tab Cuny. Um, Return of Argentia from two, two or three weeks ago. We liked her a lot. She was probably a little bit unlucky in that race, but I, th I still thought she had a chance. But she's three bucks, yearning, one of my stable horses, 480, Barb Raider, Arctica. Is that how I say it, Jackson? Let's go with that, mate. Let's run yeah. with it. Arctica, lavish girl, so you see. What do you think? Is Argentia three bucks? Is that the right price? Um, what do you like in the race? I don't think they've got the price wrong with Argentia. Obviously, it's it's a massive chance and a lot of people would uh, stamp it as the class of this race. So I can definitely see where they're coming from with the price. It's, you probably say deserve favoritism. I will say I thought I had every possible chance. Uh, I thought Mark Zara popped it out. Obviously, he had to just wait that split second and then sort of push him out. But he had plenty of time to run down Lavish Girl, I thought, for uh, second up. The first up run was breathtaking. Um, for anyone that was on, that would have been a fucking thrill. Um, just sort of got right out the back and absolutely stormed home there at Caulfield first up. So I, I do concede it's a, t it's a chance. Uh, maybe it was flat second up because he just sort of plugged away behind Lavish Girl there. So keen to see it bounce back. But the, there's another horse that I'm keen on that's a little bit bigger at the prices is Arctica. So this camp, the, the Murray Eustace team, they're flying at the moment. They're just unstoppable. Um, they're become fast becoming the new sort of Darren Weir or, or Waller. They are machines. So... Anytime they step out a horse that's only had a couple of starts, um, and impressive starts, I might add, I'm taking um, a lot of notice of. It's also run 
what's that 0.6 above benchmark. So that's already a better figure than what Argenti has been able to stamp so far. So I'm actually pretty keen to play on it. That's good, mate. It's really good. Argentia, I'm happy to let her go around. If she wins, she wins. I agree. I thought she had a chance. And I'm just happy to steer clear of the three bucks. Since this horse's last start, I've been yearning for it to run. And I don't know if I've given it away already, but yearning <laughs> is the horse I like. Dom McNeil, Hawks, thought it was a fantastic run. It gets to its, its mile distance now. And this is what the, the distance it won 1,000 guineas at. All right. And so I think that this, this is a nice race for it. Um, I think 480 is a fair price, and I think she'll be running a really good good race. And she'll be coming from back in the field, but I think there's enough speed on and a good opportunity for her to win this race. So yearning for yearning, mate. Yearning for yearning. We go to race six, Newmarket, probably one of the more famous races we've got in the country. Goes back decades. Um, it's, a, it's a handicap race. We've got the three-year-old home affairs. Um, he's 390, obviously knocking off Nature Strip by... The length of my nose, which actually is pretty far. Um, Lost and running, three ninety on the next line. Mass Crusaders, eleven bucks. Artorias, your mate. Quantico swats that Oxley Road. A couple more down the bottom. Obviously, Zutori won the race last year, famously too. Ripping race. I love these handicaps because we don't actually get to see a lot of sprinting handicaps. What do you think, mate? Wow, what a race! What a race! I, I honestly think we could spend most of the show just talking about this race alone. So many chances that we're probably not going to mention. But if you look at it from pure talent perspective, all things being even, there's probably only three or four horses that are a genuine chance of winning this. So obviously Home Affairs goes in. I just don't know if I can have it at the price though. He didn't measure up to an Everest last time he went to this sort of level. Um, I thought he was actually a touch disappointing there. So I'm not sure I want to be with him here, especially at that price. So I'll be taking him on. Another horse is just super honest is, is uh, Lost and Running. Just think that horse is a touch short as well. I don't want to be, you know, anywhere near three to four dollars in a, in a field like this. There's just too much class and depth here um, to be confident about that price. So happy to take it on too, despite it being super honest. But the horse, and I know you're keen on this one too. Oh, uh, Jacko, yeah. I've just flipped the keyboard, mate. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, he, he's a beauty, Mask Crusader. He really is. He's a he's a fucking tank. His best asset is straight line speed. When you go to 1200 at Flemington, that's the precise thing that you need to be able to succeed. So his figures are right up there with the best. His overall figure at best is 3.4 above benchmark. So if you run up to that, you're pretty much going to be winning this race or at least coming top three. So if you look at the prices at the moment, you're looking well over three bucks for the place. So obviously keep the place heavy on side just because of the depth in this, in this race. But, um, you know, I might be stepping in here on, on Mars Crusader. I think it's a fantastic bet. Compressed weight scale, so he only gets 57. Home Affairs, 56. So we, we've only got to give the three-year-old one kilo. We get to our conditions, 1,200 metres, and they're, they're asking us. This is what they're asking the punters to do, Jackson. They're asking us to take 390 the win about Home Affairs with 56. And you know what? They've got the audacity to give us 350 for Mars Crusader to run top three. I don't know who employs these people. I'm glad they do employ them. I couldn't back home affairs with your money, but with my money, I'm definitely going to be back in Mars Crusader. I think I've taken a nice price early. I think whatever price you can get on the day will be fine. I, I, he's a, in, in, my, in my opinion, he's a three, four, five dollar shot in this race, and we're getting 11. So couldn't speak higher of the horse for sure. I know he's a cat. I know he's not one of yours anymore. He was previously, but I think Artorius with 51 kilos, 
I know every run looks like a shining, flashing run, but I do think he gets a bit of a chance in this race. And with a 25,000 horse field, there's obviously going to be some speed on too. So he can't win without some sort of money on him for me. And I'm going to have something small on Zutori. You know, $41, it's, they seem to set him for this race, the Ellerton Zara. So I'm going to have something small. He's 41 and 10 to place. So I, I'd be too flat to see him win without at least having a little little something small on him. But Geez, you could go on all day, couldn't you, mate? You really could. And and just a quick one on Zutori. He's right there as far as the figures go too. He's got the fourth best overall figure of of uh, of, of any of any horse in this field. So can definitely see why you're making a push there. For sure. Race seven, the Tab Australian Cup. It's become a bit of an awkward race. I know they're thinking about sort of shifting the time of it because they've got obviously the All Star Mile next weekend. So a lot of those horses usually run in this. Um, they've got to change it because this is not a class way for age group one field. But anyway, we got Think It Over, just old Mr. Consistent, three bucks, Spanish Mission, 460. J-Mac takes the ride there. Juas is 750, Cascadian, She's Ideal. And then the rest are double figures. Um, what do you think, mate? Did you think that the Think It Over, do you think he was going to be too good? Did you like things around him? What's, what's your opinion? Think it over is just super honest. So you can almost never have him offside. You've got to be with him in some capacity to be able to win on the race with him. He's just a beast. Um, he just so honest and always runs a good race regardless of the condition. So always got to have him on side. I think you summed it up beautifully when you said this is a, a, a race that's void of class and it's no longer one of those top group ones, especially for the, for the middle distance races. So what I'm going to do is actually stick with the class here because there's not much here. And, and if you do find the class, you should be able to find some winners. So I'm going to stick with Spanish mission. I actually liked it in the Melbourne cup last year, obviously ran super behind very elegant uh, and the big fella incentivize. That's the form. Obviously it's a touch short of its best trip. I think 2000 is just, you know, maybe four, 600 meters short of its real pet uh, distance. So there's a knock there, but you know, outside of that, he's posted the best figure of 2.6 above benchmark. So happy to play on it. I just think they've got J-Mac. Um, Moody's not mucking around here. They're, they're, they're probably not going on the cup strip again this year. It's just going to have too much weight. So they're going to try and pick up as much of these races as they possibly can. Just what I'm going to touch on at odds as well. And this was a horse that I flagged to follow in one of our previews um, was she's ideal. The horse is definitely looking for a softer track. Um, I just think at the price, though, if you get anything around double digits, 11 or $12, I think definitely keep the place on side, but it's a definite each way hope. For sure, for sure. And it is a shame that there's not going to be that sting out of the track for her because otherwise she would have been a really, really live chance. But she can definitely run well. Think it over. It's hard to knock him. Like, he just tries so hard. He's very consistent. I can't remember the last time he missed the top four. So he's... um. He's kept very safe at three bucks. I probably agree with your Spanish mission call in terms of the fact that I think it's probably a little bit short for him. I think he is looking for that Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup distance. No doubt can run well. The one I'm with is Duas, um, or however you say it. His run behind Very Elegant was fantastic um, in the Chipping Norton. I, I thought it was probably the run of the race. Arguably could have finished closer than Think It Over in that race, and that was at Wait For Age. Steps up another 400 metres and this becomes his go. He was fantastic in the race. Tucked in behind on the fence and couldn't get a run at them until the last 100. So I think 750 is a nice price. I don't know if he's classy enough to knock off Think It Over just in a race like this. But I'm willing to have a bit of a throw at the stumps at 750. And yeah, look, I, I think we'll get a bit of a sight for our money too. 
The last race we're going to go through, race eight, um, it's the Furphy Shaftesbury Avenue Handicap. And that's over 1,400. It's a little group three. Got this horse coming over from WA. Can you help me with the name here, mate? I'm really struggling. I'm going to go with Kiss on All Four Cheeks. I think you've got to let it roll off the tongue and, and sort of run with that. Fantastic. It's, a, it's actually, can you believe that I'm teaching? I'm a teacher and I couldn't even get that out. So the future of the country is really in good hands. Um, Shayu, we've missed the price there. It's 17s into 6.50, but we'll touch on that a little bit more. Um, four home, two, eight bucks, our playboy, more, more Varda, Junipal, these horses. It actually bats pretty deep, this race. What do you think? It's obviously $4 the field. Yeah, I agree. There's enough depth there, but you are getting the prices. So you're talking $4 the field. So more than happy to actually step in here. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the Perth form. I just think it always stacks up. Well, not always, but most of the time stacks up when they do come over, you know, i.e. Fabergino, uh, inspirational girl we saw last week, not to pump my own tires again, but I'm just always wary when these Perth horses come over, regardless of what camp they come out of. They don't have to be Grant and Alana Williams to run well over here. So this horse has run 2.2 above benchmark in its last start. If it repeats that, he can win this race more, more you know, doesn't have to, you know, excel on that at all. Uh, the other horse I want to touch on as well is Shayu. Obviously, we missed the price. A lot of the shark, prun- the shark punters hopped on early and were able to smash it into whatever it's in at the moment. This horse is a first up specialist. It's four from four. Last time, first up at Sandown last campaign was 1,300. So a touch of a different setup. Um, but it was best last 600 of the day. So... I'm definitely keeping it on side regardless of what price we get on Saturday. So for me, it's a two bet strategy. It's kiss on all four cheeks and show you all. For sure. I, I didn't know a whole lot about the, the thing coming over from WA. So it's good to get that information. I like show you myself. Um, I think just the fact that they figured out this horse so well, that it likes it fresh. They kept all its preparations to three runs and all about a month between each run. I know last prep they did that. Um, they're attacking this race first up. It looks like a really, really good and suitable race for it. So I'm still, I'm happy to take the seven bucks. If I didn't know that it was 17 during the week, I still would have happily taken the price. So at the end of the day, you just got to back the winner with Shayu. And I'm going to have something smaller, more Varda. Really nice racing pattern and style. Gets Linda Meach, who's one of the best front running jockeys in the country. And like this horse is only half a length behind Corner Pocket who's come out and what run really, really well in behind Zaki. So I think you've got to have something there at 11s, but yeah, show you for me, for sure. Luckily enough, there's a bit of sun out, but what that's going to do to the track in Sydney is an absolute mystery. I'm worried that it's going to be like Play-Doh and they're going to be running around trying to get their hooves out of genuine quicksand. But look, we're going to whip through a few races. So we're going to whip through from races three all the way through to eight. And we're just going to do them nice and quick. Um, race three, we've got the Pago Pago. Now, interestingly enough, we had a bit of a chat before. We didn't know why Magic was running a week before the slipper, but why is he, Jacko? Why is he running in this race? Well, they're actually 41st in order of entry to the slipper. So obviously the end goal is to get this horse into the slipper. He's got the talent. I think he's a $2 million cult. Don't quote me on that, but he's a definitely he's an expensive cult. Um, the, the end goal is to get enough prize money to get him in. So they need to win this race to get him into the slipper next week. For sure. And is that enough? Is that enough? As, as simple as Hawks have got him, Pike aboard, super run first up, intent. Is it just tick the box 230, you should be winning? 
Oh, it's pure intent. I, re- I really do think he should be winning. You made a good point sort of beforehand that um, the horse, especially with two-year-olds, you just don't know if they're going to back up off the, off a really good first-up run. So that's the only knock. I can't see anything else why this horse won't win other than our mate W. Pike, who, who can throw in a shocker here and there. But um, that's, a, that's a conversation for another day. I'm with it. $2.20 or whatever you get on Saturday, I'm going to be with it. I think he really does win. For sure. Race four, 1500 group two. Ellsberg, he just keeps finding fields where he is just probably the winner. Um, $1.75. Retality, I thought it was a nice run first up. Then just just folk. Again, short priced, but I can't find another one to knock him off. I mean, Brutality was one of your horses to follow. And I, saw, I tend to agree. I thought his first up run was fantastic. So you've got to pay it some sort of respect. If the pattern is horses going forward and winning, and this is race four now, so you should get a fair idea of the pattern. It won't be concrete, but if there's a fair pattern that you can see and the horses are just leading and winning, then Ellsberg just is, is the winner here. For sure. I think a, a big positive with Brutality is he goes really good in the wet. So if it is a dead set bog track by race three, four, and it's really gluggy, we know he goes good in it. So, And you get 440, but I just don't know if they'll get past Ellsberg. I think he's going too well. Race four, group three, um, sorry, race five, group three, um, rule of law, Gravina. It's going to be a bit of a battle, I reckon. We've got 270 about rule of law who just, the white picket fence keeps going for it. It just can't get knocked off. Um, Tim Clark aboard, Gravina, Remark, Shelby 66, who was nearly <laughs> nearly knocked off Big Eduardo and Nature Strip. What do you think in this race, mate? Is it a battle of the top two in the market or do you like something at bigger odds? I think it's a super interesting race. Definitely Shelby 66 um, was super behind Nature Strip and, and uh, Eduardo. So I think there's going to be a lot of support for that horse. It's got a nice weight in there as well. Obviously gets in light. So um, I reckon there'll be a fair bit of support there, but I won't be with it. Two horses I, I am interested in are rule of law. So it's just got a, a fantastic racing pattern. It's drawn perfect in three. Uh, Tim Clark is one of the best front running jockeys there is definite chance I think it it can only run well it's got the picket fence as well so the horse can only win and and continue to win Uh, the other one obviously was Gravina which was my best bet I think it was three weeks ago now so ran super first up loves a heavy track only negative is the pattern Uh, what's going to happen on the day if they're not making up any ground you can put a line through him but if they're starting to make up ground then I think he's a definite chance I think you can pretty, pretty safely bet rule of law and know that you're going to get a run for your money. You've got the beautiful racing pattern. I think 270 is fine. Shelby 66. Look, he gets 53 kilos. Tommy Berry, who's one of the best jockeys coming from sort of midfield and back in the field. Backing up, and we've seen that backing up in the wet is, has been working. Five, two, and three. So five starts, two wins, and three placings in heavy. 650 might not be a bad price. Like Eduardo in this race runs around at $1.30 and he's nearly knocked him off. So if he backs up, it'd be very interesting, I think. Race six, the far lap. So Waller's spread out all of his horses. So he's decided to not run Fangirl and Espiona against each other. And he thought he'd just pick up a little bit of prize money here and there wherever he could. Um, this is over 1500 It's a group two just for the three-year-olds. So Fangirl's $1.80. She's $3.50 to $1.80 just quietly as well. Roots, 550, never been kissed, is nines. Mr. Mozart, 11s, and then 14 bucks more at the rest. Is it as simple as Fangirl should be winning this race? Or do you like something else? So where, where are you at with this? I actually don't think she'll be winning. If, if the race gets to a, to a stage where it's, you know, the, the, the track is chopped up, it could be quite gluey and, and almost quicksand at this stage of the day. 
they haven't raced at Rose Hill for a few weeks now, but there's had enough rain there to sort of get them bogged down in this track. So, so I just, def- hang on. I just want to get a quote. So you've just said, I don't think she'll be winning. I Look, at the price, I'm definitely not getting involved. That's what I'm saying. If you were to ask me today, will she win the race? I'm actually going to say no. I just think I just think the pattern the pattern and the way everything sets up never been kissed is going to be very hard to run down once these water waterhouse horses get to the front especially in heavy conditions um, these type of horses you need a supreme effort to get over the top if it was a dry track good three good four even a soft five I'd, I'd be heavily in van Gel's camp I just think at a dollar 80 I just don't want, want to be anywhere near it Fair enough. It's a, it's definitely a no bet race for me, but I don't see anything beat. I thought Never Been Kissed was pretty disappointing last start. I didn't think there was a shit ton of speed in that race either. I thought disappointing, but obviously these Waterhouse horses they get fitter as the runs go on too. I don't uh, personally. I'd have to disagree with you there, Jack. I reckon I can't see anything knocking her off, but I'd rather see her get knocked off because I'm not going to be having a cent. So. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see. 2,000 set weights of penalties, group three. This is just a, an odd field. It's a bunch of odd bods that used to be benchmark 70 horses running around at Newey that have found themselves in a group three. Skylab, uh, 420. Mount Popper, 440. Great House, 550. Stockman and La Bowl. Too much to bears there as well. And then the rest are all double figures and further. Did you like anything in this race? I didn't have a firm opinion here and it's probably a reflection on most of the card here at Rose Hill. You've got a drying track. You don't know how the conditions are going to play. Pretty much it's proceed with caution for me. And that's probably the thing for most of the day. I think most of the the wagering is going to be done at Flemington. I think you were in the same camp as well. So um, this race, I didn't have a firm opinion of. I did think Mount Popper was going to run well, but didn't really show much first up. I thought it was just a bit of a run just to get a bit of fitness into the legs and, and, and come again second up out to a better trip. Um, figures wise, it's the horse that has to go on top, but I'd have to see a genuine pattern by this time of the day to be able to get involved in this race. For sure. For me, it's actually probably the the one race at Rose Hill that I'm not confident, but I'm happy to have a little bit of an investment. I'm going to two play strategy. I like Stockman. I think he's a good horse. I think it's coming out of that shipping Norton as well. Didn't think it was that bad of a run and he had 59 at weight for age there. He gets 55 here due to the set weights and penalties and loves the wet, loves the mud, loves doing it tough. And 2,000 metres is sort of his go. So I was happy enough with 550. I thought he'd run a really good race. And Joe Pride sets these horses so well. And then I think it's a Quinella bet with Skylab. You, if you saw its run first up, you, you couldn't have missed it. Screaming down the outside, nearly on the outside fence. So I think they're the clear two for me. Um, but yeah, Stockman's the, the one that I'm pretty excited about in that race. I'm keen to see how it runs. I think it's the right class for it. Last race we're going to cover in Sydney. It's a group one. Um, it's a, it's a Coolmore, the Coolmore Classic. Espiona, she's got 50 kilos, 370. Lighthouse on the backup. Um, for, uh, gets 650 there. Expat, who's a boom horse, really. It's sort of just continues to win, sort of just doesn't do a lot wrong. You love Newnham. I know I love Newnham. He's just a gun trainer. You get 650 there. Promise of success, hinged, Wonderbar and Crone last year's winner. This is actually a ripping race, mate. It's a fantastic race. And and I was actually keen to get involved here, um, probably more than any other race at, at Rose Hill over the day. But I'll touch on a few of the chances. So Lighthouse, um, I think, might be supported again. But I just think this horse has had too many runs in the campaign. It's pretty much been up since October. How long can you keep a horse up, 
especially running a decent trip as well. So they're not, they're not on sprint courses and where you can just back it up every week. They're at a, you know, a half decent trip and the horse just continues to back up. So I just can't, I can't see it winning this race. Um, you know, it's just had too many runs. So I'll pass on it. It might just love racing this horse. It obviously just enjoys racing and just putting it out in the barn does nothing for it. Maybe, maybe. And and I'm I'm never going to knock that camp as well. Marin Eustace. I'm I'm never going to sort of toss them in in, in the water, but um, I'm actually keen on Espiona here. I just think it's a fantastic chance. It's, it's funny that a lot of people are sort of talking last chance territory for this horse. It's, it's had four starts, two wins, a second and a third. You can't do much more than that. It's run into a heavy 10 last start. It got almost last in a, in a 29 horse field. Came around them, laid in. Its head was all over the place. I still, personally, I still think it's a Melbourne horse, just the way it, it sort of thrashes the head around a little bit. I think it'd enjoy going the other way. I'm still happy to play on it here. Um, you get sort of mid threes at the moment, so I'm happy to take that. The horse that does scare me is, is fucking Crone. That horse scares the shit out of me. Um, I don't know. Look, I don't really care about the weights most of the time. It's not something that goes into my calculations, but Espion has got 50 and Crone's got 58. So it's one of those things where how much weight can you give a super horse that's up and coming? So Espiona for me all the way, it's, it's almost going to be chips in. Wow. It's fair rap. And I think it's, it's definitely warranted. I'm, I, I don't know how, I think people talk through their pocket when they say this horse is on its last chance. If this horse had been 20 to, 20 to 1 in all its runs, it would all of a sudden be the gun horse coming through, wouldn't it? So I think people talk through their pocket. I think 370 is a great price for a horse with 50 kilos. Jay Ford seems to ride really well for Bola when he gets his opportunities and gets a chance to win a group one. Um, 370, good play. And then I can't go past expat as well. I've got to have something there. Has done absolutely nothing wrong, this horse. Mark Newnham's got it flying. He's five starts for four wins on the heavy. I'm, it, it looks like a set race. It looks like a target race, to be honest. And I was on track when it won last start. And the talk around the betting ring as it got backed and backed and backed was that this horse was flying. And then the last one I've got to give a mention to, he's got 51 kilos, promise of success. I've, I've been with it all prep, all campaign, but I just don't know if it's ready for a race like this. And that's... I've got to have something small, but yeah, Espiona and Expat for me, and maybe those three in a Quinella with promise of success. Yeah, no, he summed it up beautifully with Expat. Um, that's one I actually needed to touch on as well. It's if there's a genuine pattern on the day where the leaders are just winning and the fence is on fire, that's your winner. Um, Unum's got the got the best drugs for these horses here. He can, <laughs> he, they they are pumped to the eyelids, mate. Let me tell you. So once those things find the front, they are fucking impossible to run down. So. Um, yeah, any sort of pattern, any hint of a pattern, uh, I'm keeping expat well and truly onside. There you go. There's another tip for the day. If you're looking for a few disco biggies at the end of the uh, day out at Rose Hill, go and see Marky Newnham. He's got a couple in the bag. Um, one of my favourite parts of when we have a chat is that you don't just look. You don't just look in Melbourne. You don't just look in Sydney. You go all the way over to a beautiful sunny place where it never rains. There's never a fucking inch of rain over there. Jacko, your best Western, mate. Give it to me. Best Western, mate. We are on a 10-race card. We've managed to, to arrive at the last on the day. So I can't remember the last time I saw a 10-race card at Ascot, but here we are. They're, I feel like they've run on Ascot for the last 39 weeks, and it's been a good four. 
39 out of 39. So You must have a chubby with a 10 race card at Ascot. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the 10th at Ascot should be around 2.30am our time. So um, if you're on the circuit and, and you're out there and, you, and, you, and you're still half alive, just uh, get involved. But I've found one, boys. It is short, but if you can boost it, you can get black odds. And, and it's House Serenity. So number two in race 10 at Ascot. It's an absolute beauty, this horse. Absolutely made a mess of them last start. It was a five-length win. Best two, four, and six hundred last of the day. So just a beauty. I don't think anything else in this race will get near it. Just has to repeat that to win. I think the horse can even elevate the way it's trending. Got a fantastic record. It's five wins from 14. Um, still okay at the weights. It's not the top weight. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a kitchen sink job late. Fantastic, mate. I love it. It's so good. 10 race card as well. So hopefully we're having a fat day and we're playing all the way to the AM. That'd be fantastic, mate. That'd be really good. Beautiful. Have you got a best bet around the country? Look, my best is, is actually Espiona. Um, you know, outside of a, a genuine pattern where they're not making up any ground, I just think Espiona really does win that race if all horses get their chance. I think it's got the most talent. It's got the most upside. Most importantly, she's fit. Um, so if, if they can get her close enough and, and, and she's close enough, she's got 50 kilos. She'll just zip past them. I think for sure. I think she's a super chance, a super chance. Uh, in terms of best bets, if you were asking me about my best bet of the day, I've got an answer for you. If you ask me about my best bet of the year, I've also got an answer for you and they happen to be the same answer. <laughs> I think Mars Crusader is the best each way bet of the 2022 year. I can't believe the price they've given us in this race. He's the class runner for sure. And in terms of the way that the weights are set up, I think he just gets every single chance that he could possibly have. His second up record is five starts for two and two. Loves the straight, loves everything about it. Loves 1200. I love it. We're both on board. I'm just so excited to see how it runs. I, I love that they've given us a price. It's rare we get one, mate. Give him, really strength, get Give him strength. It's a super price. You just can't let that go around. I would be beside myself if this horse ran top three and I'm not on side for sure. Mate, it's been fantastic. It's been a dream. I hope this weather sticks around. I really do. It's going to be interesting to see what Rose Hill throws up. But look, we'll chat again next week. Hopefully we have another fat day, eh? See you then, mate. Let's clean up again. Awesome, Jacko. Appreciate it, brother.